0: Congratulations! Congratulations. <laughs> that was good. Thanks. We're booming today. Congratulations! It's the new mixer! <laughs> nice.
1: I guess we should thank Tom. Tom gave me Tom gave us this mixer. Thanks, Tom. I think he stole it from his work.
0: Tom is a little cleft though, isn't he? I think
1: this mixer is hot It's uh, hot like a flapjack Tom's the one that helped me steal the McGillicuddy sign He was like, "Uh, are you interested in this mixer? It fell off the back of the truck And then he (laughs)
0: winked really hard And I was like, yes, give me all your stolen gear Give me that Ted Bundy picture you keep above your shitter Oh, it's coming back (laughs) I like playing with real faders and not turning dials. Rosicondos! You gotta do that thing where you put a finger on each and fade everything.
1: Like in the uh, in like in movies where they're making rap fucking uh, yeah. albums. And, <laughs> and, and, and then it, right before it cuts to the, the song gets real loud and they go to the montage, you see every, they pull all the faders up and it's like... Yeah. Smoke
0: up, fuck, eat, drink, drive nice car, wear all green mink. Remember uh, that big mixer they had where we recorded our album, and the fucking things moved by themselves.
1: Those are uh, automatic faders, my friend. How the fuck does that know? Because it's a it's a programmed board. So it's it's a you know it's a computer, and so you you actually program the computer to, to so that the faders will move at certain points. So you don't have to sit there and autom you know because there's so many channels, one person can't you know uh, do that. And we only had one engineer working on the album with us for the most part and so you actually program them um, and then the computer knows at what at what second it to to move up and down so you could actually in real time do all that shit well there goes that job those are fuck oh yeah well recording studio job i mean there goes that industry my friend <laughs> yeah. it's completely gone True. Uh, the, you know all that shit's done hey, we we recorded that album in 2003 yeah I mean, and even then was you know Pro Tools was out and people were able to get recording rigs in their their rooms and stuff. But you know, fast forward 13 years later, almost 14 years later, and there's no. I mean, I, I'd be surprised. I mean, I'm sure there's still big recording houses because you can't. Sometimes you can't fake the size, like the sound of a room. And I'm sure there's still some places that are doing analog, you know, dats and tapes and stuff like that, which is amazing if they are. But for the most part, a lot of these fucking albums that you hear, that you're listening to, are literally made in people's basements and rooms. Yeah. You know, because of the technology. I mean... That's shitty. Look at us. I, this is not nowhere near a uh, professional album quality thing, but... We're sitting here with a laptop, a really nice stolen mixer, uh, two microphones, and, fucking, and, and we're doing a podcast every day in a studio. I mean, granted, this is a music studio, but it's still, this could be a fucking room. And we've done it in rooms before. Yeah. You just set up and do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. It's nice. But the side effect of that is, is that there's no more music industry. Right.
0: And that's, you know, that takes a lot of the, the romance away for musicians, because half of the fun of recording that album was being in that studio. Sure. Yeah, it was a great I studio. It.
1: it was Big Blue Mini in uh, Jersey
0: City or Union City was it? Jersey City.
1: Yeah, I think it was like right on the border there. But and uh and, I think it
0: was JFK Boulevard, right? Yeah. That's Jersey City. Right.
1: And um and they were a great recording house. They did a lot of fucking cool shit. They did all the old in excess albums and um
0: Didn't Madonna build it?
1: I don't know. Uh, that's
0: what I think he said. Something about Madonna built that studio to do Immaculate Conception. Oh, really? That's that's what I remember.
1: Isn't Immaculate Conception her her uh, best of album?
0: Is it? Yeah, I thought that was her album with like Material Girl and.
1: Oh, maybe I have no idea.
0: Uh, you might be, or right. may,
1: no, maybe I'm thinking of the Immaculate Collection.
0: Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, right. I. I it, there's nothing cooler. My, uh, Our friend, uh, well, uh, my friend and and co- old co-worker, and he recorded some of our albums, Chris Pierce, he, he, I don't know if he still does it. I know he still does studio work, but...
0: Oh, Technical Ecstasy.
1: Technical Ecstasy in New Brunswick was an all-analog studio, and mm-hmm. we went in there, you Ate know... him with weed. Probably, yeah, uh, <laughs> probably around 2000. So, again, you know, we were talking 15 years ago, but at the same time, there was still, Pro Tools still existed... And computers were there was you know DAWs to, to uh, and uh, and stuff like that, and uh, his was all we we had to buy the reel to reel tape and put the tape on and 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 uh, I like that and he had all the old masters on the shelves of all the real tapes of like lifetime and all those Brunswick bands that he did and shit it was it's fucking cool and when I listen to those recordings even unfortunately the recording that we did with him we never even got mastered so we yeah. never released that
0: I didn't like that sound of that. I didn't, because well, because we didn't get a master. Personally, I didn't like my drums. Personally. Yeah,
1: well, I, if we if we would have mastered it, we it would it would have popped more. Hmm. Maybe one day I'll still. I don't know if we have. You have it? I I, I think I do have the masters yeah, I, to that
0: it. That I do not have. That's the one thing. I because I have the Grillers five song EP that we did um, when the you know the yeah. five of us <laughs> got together and uh, which
1: by the way was recorded in <clears throat> the basement on right. a computer mm-hmm. and you could hear it. It's not that great. of a sound. Right but. right. But, uh, yeah, the other one, it sounds great. It, you could hear the analog, you know? A lot of people, a lot of people, there's always that debate where peop- people are like, is analog really that much better? And I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't consider myself an audiophile, like, uh, like a purist. I do, I do like records. I like vinyl. Um, and I like, I like analog recordings. I like tube amplifiers. So I guess I lean in that direction. But, uh, I, I'm I'm not 100% sure. But I'll tell you what. Here's here's the one thing. Um, one time, I went to my friend Lauren's house in Brooklyn to buy weed, right? This is probably a few years ago. And uh, and she, she had just got a whole bunch of weed and I needed some. She said, come on over. I said, all right. So after work, I went to her house. And uh, we sat down in her living room and I bought some weed. And me, her, and another friend of ours uh, smoked a, the bong for a little bit. And she put on... She had a record set up. Uh, it was a, a record player, obviously, a turntable, going through an old, like, 70s tube preamp and power, you know, preamp power amp situation with, like, the old backlit UV, like, yeah, meters yeah. and shit. Like, real deal, big silver knobs, like, mm-hmm. real deal, old shit. Going through these two fucking speakers, which were, they're probably about maybe, like, two 12s on each side speakers. And, um, and and i have i have a turntable i have vinyl records and everything but she, i don't have that uh kind of setup and she put on velvet underground and nico and threw that shit on and just even just the 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 crinkling of the record yeah. was just the smoothest buttery fucking now granted i just hit the bond a couple times but but then once the once the first song came in and i just got lost in this album and i've listened to that album a buttery, billion that's times a,
0: that's a good description yeah I like that, and,
1: and and I and whenever I think of that intangible vinyl warmth that people talk about, I always now think, and this is only a few years ago, of hearing that Velvet Underground album through that tube preamp through those speakers, and it was just, it, it was just the perfect. If I could recreate that setup, I would never listen to music otherwise than that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I guess there's something for that.
0: Yeah, now I have a craving. Uh, there's nothing better then you know analog digital whatever just like a a nice loud clear crisp sound yeah you know i love that shit yeah that's awesome it's weird how sound and we don't
1: because of convenience, we we sacrifice sound a lot. Like we listen to MP3s, which are horrible. I listen
0: to music on my laptop. You listen, which sounds, right? Like shit. You
1: listen to music through these tiny speakers that have no bass response, nothing. Um, you, we listen to them th- through bed if we are wearing headphones or earbuds. They're normally like cheap ones. that don't don't ha- like you don't get all the the range and the frequency from it, and and we're okay with that. And 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 uh, and I mean, we're musicians, and we still do that. You know, regular people don't give a fuck.
0: I mean, if I could afford something, I'd get. it. But I just, you know, I just happen to have a laptop.
1: Right, right. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, because of convenience, that's what we do, right? You know, and uh, and and then when you finally do have an authentic, uh, sonic experience again, it, like when when I was a kid, I used to, uh, I used to have. Well, they're actually right behind you, but I used to have these giant Altec fucking 15 inch. I mean, I, I can't explain these to the to the listeners at home. They're
0: humongous.
1: They're giant speakers to the point where they're they're they might as well be furniture. Both of them are the size of a regular dresser. They basically look like the speaker that Marty McFly fucking plugs into, and exactly. then and then it gets blown back by in the beginning of uh, of Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. And uh, these things were in my room. From through all of my teenage years, yeah, and and I used to listen, and I had a and I had a preamp. It wasn't a two preamp, but I had a preamp, uh, uh, uh like a a whatever, however we met band EQ. Like I had the whole fucking setup, and that's how I listened to music. I would I would I'd go through those speakers, through the EQ, through everything. I would fucking now, granted, most of the time I was listening to CDs and stuff, but even CDs are a better quality than MP3s. Oh, absolutely. And so I spent you know the first twenty years of my life like listening to music in a pretty uh, high quality sonic situation. And then with the advent of the iPod and then cell phones and then, and then Napster came around and, and, and you're just getting all this music for free, but they're MP3s or, you know, and stuff like that. And then you just, but you don't, you don't like realize it. It's kind of like it's kind of like when you like live with somebody. You don't realize if they're getting old or fat or anything. But if you <laughs> but if you don't see any if you don't see somebody for a few years, they are like, holy shit, dude, you went bald, or, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, like that kind of thing. Uh, it's the same thing with music. You don't realize that the quality is degrading, but then once you have that experience again, you're like, like if I was to crank these alt texts up right now and listen to it, I'd probably be like, holy shit,
0: why do I listen to anything oh, yeah. otherwise? Um, well, I I kind of realized it. I've had so many ex girlfriends, uh, that would cringe at the sight of my CD book and my Sony speakers uh, attached to my Sony CD player from 1991. Right. And they would say, I'm going to get you an iPod and I'm putting all your music on your iPod. You're a maniac. Why are you doing this? And I can't listen to music through an iPod. Like, I love my CDs, you know, I love popping it in and the sound and everything. But, well, the the number one uh, yeah the, remember that we would
1: all have these humongous cd books the 200 disc book yeah, yeah with the, with mine. with the sleeves and um and then you would uh you would you, 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 you would like put the CD in, and then you would take the 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 uh, of the artwork from the CD and put it in there. Yeah. So the so the, and then you would have in the corner of the room hundreds or thousands of jewel cases with no CDs yeah. and no covers in them, and they would all be in this tiny book. And I would use them as like my to go
0: case in case I had a <laughs> <playing> <laughs> CD somewhere.
1: And you would just flip through them, and and hopefully they're in alphabetical order, and. Uh, and all that shit that's the best nobody that's that shit that kids nowadays will never experience no that's no. fucking crazy that it, i would think about that and we were thought we were at the the cusp of the digital revolution because we were like
0: our parents dealt with records and eight tracks and shit you know and we we're like we got these cds yeah some of my uh i still have mine and some of my slots are doubled and tripled because oh really i, I never got a new book i just started like doubling them up you know
1: I, I do not still have mine, unfortunately. That would be a lot of fun to like look through.
0: But you didn't get rid of your albums.
1: Uh, I don't think, but I don't know if I got like like uh, specifically got rid of them so much as they've kind of just maybe gone away. I hear you. In all the many moves I've made yeah. from apartments and why just, is that? And shit like CDs that. and
0: DVDs just vanish.
1: Well, because they're they're an old medium now. Like they're old mediums. I don't DVDs. I I like. Uh, when when i was getting rid of all the shit that i own which i'm still kind of in the process of doing uh the final leg of that will be when i move into my new place very soon but but uh when i those were the first thing i I looked at like these crate like uh you know these plastic bins that i had and two of them were just filled with dvds and i was like this is uh this is fucking stupid like I've, (laughs) i've never i don't couldn't remember the last time that i threw in a dvd ever and so I went through all of my DVDs, and I got rid of all of them, except, and I think I might have talked about this on here, but uh, there's one television show. The State? Uh, no, two television <laughs> shows, and one musical performance. So I, I now am the, the proud owner of three separate, uh, D- well, I, it's more than that, because, because one of the TV shows is five seasons long, so all those discs, but three separate uh, DVDs of certain things, and that is this. I have all five seasons of the greatest sitcom ever made, news radio. I have all seasons of the greatest sketch show ever made, the state, and I have one DVD of Roy Orbison's night in black and white that he did. <laughs> with him and Bruce Springsteen and Katie Lang that's and Tom Waits. Need. And that's it. That's it. And and the reason that I hold on to those is not because I can't go onto the internet and watch news radio whenever I want or go on and watch The state whenever I want or black and white whenever I want. Is that those are the DVDs that I will watch when I move into a new place and I don't have internet yet or cable yet.
0: Ah, good thinking.
1: Whenever I move into a new place and there's that few-day kind of yeah, thing yeah. where they don't give you, hook you up yet, I'm always watching news radio all the time. Always that. Well-prepared. Yeah, because it's the best shit ever. Anyway, I guess 15 minutes in, I should say welcome to the Awkward High Five podcast. <laughs>
0: welcome.
1: And uh, I, actually, speaking of Spotify... Um, I wanted to, uh, do, 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 Who is, uh, texting me? Oh. It's is Spotify a, free? It's our friend Stephanie, who has been on Ooh, the show. And I
0: just mentioned.
1: Yeah. That she was I
0: one guess of she's our seeing, finer guests.
1: I guess she's seeing Louis C.K. tonight, because she just te- texted me with Joe List is opening up for Louis C.K., which I like Joe List a lot. So, uh. Where at, Count Basie? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know that she was going to that. That's very cool. Um. So I, I, I got an email from Spotify. Spotify is free, but Spotify uh, Premium is not. And Spotify Premium is the way to go. I'm kind of, I'm kind of uh, split on Spotify because for me, as the music consumer, it's amazing. It's $10 a month. Actually, I don't even pay for it because a, a friend of ours... Actually, it might be the same person who stole this mixer for us. <laughs> was nice enough to put me on his family plan that he already pays for, so I, I actually get free Spotify right now. And oh, is it
0: kind of like a Netflix deal where all you need is a password? Well, it, I guess with the family plan,
1: you have a, a couple slots or like a few slots that you could you could fill up, and and I guess he had one left over, so he's like, "You want it?" and I took it. Cool. And I hope me saying this doesn't remind him. And then all of a sudden he's like, you got <laughs> a job now. You can pay for your own Spotify. But the premium is very cool because you could whatever's on there you could listen to. It's Spotify, f- the free Spotify is more kind of like um, Pandora, Pandora, where it's stations where yeah. they'll just choose songs for you and you have to listen to advertising
0: and shit. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I've had it with Pandora. I'm no longer a fan. I've
1: never... I can't get into those things. I, I've never liked Pandora because if I put on a fucking, uh, uh, like, let's say a Velvet Underground station or whatever, and then they play the New York Dolls, I'm just like... I, I get the link between the Velvet Underground and the New York Dolls, but I want to listen to the Velvet Underground. I don't want to listen to New York Dolls. Right. Or the worst thing is, like, if you put on... You'll put on, um, like... Uh, there's there's some bands that I love the band but I hate the genre that they fall into. Like a great example is the Get Up Kids. I fucking love the Get Up Kids. They're one of my favorite bands in the world but all those other bands that were in that Air shrimps emo scene yeah. like the Promise Ring and all those fucking bands I can't stand. I hear you. And if you go on Pandora and start a Get Up Kids, kids fucking thing they'll play Red Letter Day and then every song that they play after that will suck because mm-hmm. it's all these
0: bands that are just... Right. Right. That's exactly the problem I have with them because I want to if I put on a band, I want to hear that band. Right, and right. And then it skips to something else. You give it the thumbs down. Then you listen to a Chevy commercial for two hours, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So
1: no, premium Spotify is a great way to go. And uh, they were nice enough. I guess this is what's going on now is uh, they sent me my play, my stats for 2016. Now, I only, I've i only had Spotify since the end of June. Uh, so it's not very long. But uh, I found it kind of interesting. It said, uh, you're 2016 in numbers. I've listened to 5,764 total minutes of music, which is, I mean, for six months, that's that's not a lot. It's a lot of songs if you break it down to three minutes a song. I listened to 61 total number of artists, so 61 different artists. I listened to 858 unique tracks this year. So... I guess that, I guess that means like first plays, you know, not, not, uh, and not, and not, and your top tracks are, and they gave me three top tracks, and this makes total sense. Uh, if This Tour Doesn't Kill You, I Will by Pup, DVP by Pup, and Doubts by Pup, <laughs> which, by the way, are the first three songs on the Pup album, um, and, uh, and your top artists, Pup, uh, and if, so here, here's the, here's the five top artists that I listened to in 2016, Uh, Number one, as you could guess, is (laughs) Pup. Uh, Number two is Propaganda. Number three is Cloak Dagger. Number four is John K. Sampson. And number five is Maria Bamford. Okay. Now,
0: I don't know who Maria Bamford is, but that's a nice list. The
1: comedian? You know who the comedian Maria Bamford is? Oh, God. The funniest fucking human being in the world. Really? I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's hard for me. You've, to never,
1: find. You, you've never you've never you you remember the comedians of comedy. Remember the comedians economy of, of comedy.
0: What what was that? Um, it was uh, that
1: documentary that they did back in the day that we used to watch all the time. And then I think Comedy Central picked it up. But it was um, Brian Posehn, Zach Galifianakis, Patton Oswalt, and Maria Bamford, and they were all going around I on a tour. Picture her. Blonde chick, you would love her. Yeah. You ever saw? So late? Well, actually, you probably want it because you're the, you, you, you when things get a little irreverent you, you, er, <laughs> and like somebody starts getting a little too creative, you're always just like,
0: fuck that. And especially <laughs> if it's a woman, you'd probably be like, fuck that bitch. I just, it's hard for me to find women funny. I mean, if, if oh, that if, old gag. But if they're funny, they're funny. I will never discriminate and I'll never dismiss them from the jump and say they're a woman, I don't like it. But it, it really is. It,
1: it just is. Maria Bamford is fucking. I can't explain how funny she fucking is. We went actually just saw her in DC a few months ago, 2 months ago or whatever, um on her last theater tour that she did and I mean she just kills. She just kills. There's not I there wasn't a second of her whole set that I wasn't fucking holding my stomach belly laughing. You know She's what, hilarious.
0: Uh, you know what what it is? I don't know if this pertains to anyone else, but for me um I believe that when guys do a, a lot of social humor about <clears throat> being a man and relationships and things like that, that they come, when they do come across as funny, when they talk about that stuff, I feel it's also funny for a, for a woman. But if a woman does stuff where they're ripping on what it's like to be with a man and that kind of, I feel like that's, it's not like I'm offended, you know, but I feel like that's not that funny. It's funny to women. But I don't think guys could find that funny. Uh, it depends. Uh, I see what you're saying, and that is that is people who criticize women
1: comedians' uh, main thing is they're like, oh, I don't listen to me talking about their periods, you know. And I and I I get that, but uh, that's not really what I meant. But you're I'm, talking about Amy Schumer, like the way Amy Schumer is just like, I'll suck a dick, you know? what I mean, and you're just
0: like, all right, I get it, you'll suck a dick. Yeah, actually, at at first listen, I didn't. I thought she was kind of funny. But then she started to annoy me, you know, it's like, shut up. Yeah. You know, but I, I, I like the way she presents that. I, right. I think that's funny, the way she's that raunchy, you know. But uh, I meant more like, um, I guess, situational humor where the same way guys will describe a relationship, let's say, mm-hmm. if a woman does that, I, I feel like it's not as funny, even though I, I keep an open mind to it. Mm hmm. And maybe it's because I can't see it from a woman's point of view, but I feel like a woman wouldn't en- can enjoy a man's point of view, but it's hard for a man to enjoy a woman's point of view, if that makes any sense. Okay, so let me just get this straight. You're a sexist. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's why I'm trying to make clear here. I'm not. Mm-hmm. It's it's just that I happen to not find it funny. I'm mm-hmm. not a sexist at all. I'm not.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds pretty sexist to me. <laughs>
0: That's not. It's not.
1: Now, I, under- I understand what you're saying. I And... I, I, I definitely do not subscribe to the women aren't funny thing because listen to Sarah Silverman and listen to Maria Bamford. And, I like Sarah and tell me that women aren't fucking funny because Sarah Silverman and Mar- Maria Bamford are not only two of the funniest uh, fucking women comedians, they're two of the funniest people on the face of the planet.
0: Yeah, I love. You seen that movie A uh, Million Ways to Die in the West that uh, Seth MacFarlane did? Yeah, not she's a big fan, but she's she's she's, awesome she's, she's a man. bright spot in she's that. Yeah, awesome. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But her stand up is fucking amazing. I saw I saw her live. Uh, I've seen her live a couple times, but I saw her live on the first Oddball tour. Which the Oddball tour is like a giant uh, stadium tour, almost that they do. Like it was at the Art Center, and the year that I saw it was Flight of the Concords and Chappelle were were the closers, and then they had you know uh, Hannibal Burris. That was recently. That was a few years ago. Oh uh, yeah, Hannibal Burris was uh, there, and a couple other people were there. But but uh, you like him? I do like Hannibal okay. Burris. I do like yeah. But uh, well, obviously, because he's black, anybody who's black I like.
0: He's kind of more white.
1: If you're if you're <laughs> if you are a black man that stands in front of an audience with a microphone, I automatically like you. I, 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 you would I, ha- you would have to go out of your way in order for me to, like to be really really bad in order for me to not like you.
0: <laughs> you know it's, I'm about. I started that fan club.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think Cannibal's funny uh, as shit. Um, but uh but anyway, Sarah Silverman was there. I don't even think she was supposed to spot. Like I don't even think she was supposed to come out, but she was there, so they sent her out. And her this was at the Garden State Arts Center in New Jersey, you know, thirteen thousand people. And her in front of she just came out and did this like this this surprise set for five minutes. Where she just, you could tell the her whole thing was just to come out and say the most disturbing (laughs) shit that she could possibly say because she wasn't even doing jokes. I couldn't even tell you what she said, but her whole, you could tell that her whole thing was she wanted to hear thirteen thousand people groan in disgust, and she made it happen. And you could see the smile on her face and shit. And when she walked off, I was just like, man, that chick is a fucking genius. That's cool, you know. Yeah. Anyway, but um. I guess what I'm saying is I I understand the women com- a woman unfortunately has to go has to really impress me in comedy yeah to make to 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 it, for some reason I don't know why and I and it's not a sexist thing because again That's what I'm saying some of my favorite no you're just a straight up sexist <laughs> <though>. <laughs> No, I understand what I'm saying is I understand uh,
0: I don't know what that why that is and neither do I yeah neither do I I, I don't know what it is and. It's not like I try to be that way, you know. I'll, yeah. I'll watch a woman comedian and I want to laugh.
1: But you know what? Uh, it, which is weird. Uh, conversely, when it comes to movies, uh, and, and television shows, I a woman will win me over quicker than the men. Exactly because, uh, uh, like you know, everybody was was bitching about this last Ghostbusters film. Um, be- yeah, you told me right yeah. because they were like, oh, everyone, everyone said it sucked because they're sexist because it was women and not men. And I was th- sitting there. The movie sucked, certainly sucked, but it wasn't because there was women. Because I I went in watching that, going, I love every single one of these four women. Everything that they're in, I love. I watch. I fucking consume. Like they give me warm feelings when I see them. Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, Leslie Jones, all all four of
0: them. I, fu- I never heard of that blonde that did the the SNL. She's the she's, Egon role. Yeah, she's SNL. She's supposed to be like the the bright the. The shining star out of that group.
1: Oh, she's fucking hilarious. Her, her shit on SNL is is drop dead fucking funny as shit. Yeah, I
0: haven't seen the new cast of SNL,
1: but there's certain women actors that will that I when I see them in something, I'm already in, and and there's very very few male actors that do that. Like uh, a good example is I, I never know her name, and I for as the amount of that I, of love I have for this woman, I I can't ever think of her name. But you would know her. She's um. She was just in that movie Bad Moms. Did you watch Bad Moms? Uh I don't remember it. She plays the slut, but uh but but um she you would better know her from um she was uh the brothers wife. In, in um, Step Brothers, that is like in love with John C. Riley. I Clarkson love wants...
0: that girl. Right.
1: Love her. What is her name? I can't think I of her fucking know. name. Now I got to look I it up. don't know.
0: But any... Did you see the movie The Do Over with Adam Sandler and David Spade? Never saw it. See, there's a, there's the thing.
1: Great. Adam Sandler and David Spade turned me off immediately. Really? I, there's nothing I about them that I want to talk about. I don't like watch. David
0: Spade, but I love Adam Sandler. And she's in it and she's fucking amazing in that. She's like the funniest thing about it Yeah, movie. she's fantastic. Um I love her.
1: Uh I will tell you real quick I will tell you real quick what um what I do like David Spade in and that's the fake Kurt Cobain memes. Have you seen these? No. <laughs> it's the funny shit in the world. <laughs> that's funny just hearing It's about fucking, it. it's, uh, it like, I saw one and the other There's a bunch. Does he it, do it on purpose? Or no, 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 no. It's somebody, it. It, it, it's, uh, it's a quote from Kurt Cobain and then a picture of David Spade. <laughs> so I saw one that said, better to, better to burn out than the fade away Kurt Cobain. And it's just a picture of David Spade giving a piece of time. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm addicted to them. There's a bunch of them. I can't stop fucking watching them. Uh, all right. Let me see what her name is because I got to give her props.
0: It's something a very common name, Catherine Han. Okay, she
1: is fantastic Mm -hmm. in everything that she is in. Yeah. Uh, you ever see that? Uh, our our idiot brother with Paul Rudd. No. Um, she's in that. She uh she plays like a hippie. She was in um Wanderlust, the the David Wayne film. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if I see that woman in something, I'm there. I want to see it. I, I don't give a fuck. That's like my Star Wars or whatever. Like, <laughs> like if she, it's, I. oh, my God, I got to fucking see this shit. And that happens with a lot of women with me in movies, but
0: not men so much. So why I, I don't get the stand up comedy thing. You got to see the do over. I know you uh, express your feelings about Sandler and Spade, but it's a it's a really good movie. You know, aside from the comedy. It's, it's, <laughs> it's good. Besides
1: the reason that it's supposed <laughs> to be there. No,
0: That's like being like, you know, Fast and Furious is a really good movie.
1: Besides all the cars. <laughs>
0: No, I mean the comedy's good, but uh, it's also a good plot and story. You want and, another hit on this red and,
1: red wine? Yeah, yeah. We're drinking red wine tonight at a high five Studios. Even
0: you know, and I, I I'm not a big Spade fan, and he's good in it too but she kills she's the funniest thing about the movie okay yeah no she's uh, I'll watch it now that I know that she's in it I'll watch it and I do find her a little sexy as well something about her yeah
1: something going on there yeah fucking I think love her I think it's the eyes I mean she did fake make out with John C. Reilly John C. Riley. so I'll take a couple points off for that <laughs> that's like when I find out a girl that I'm dating like bang some fucking uh, slumlord from the, the neighborhood
0: slumlord <laughs> <laughs> he's a bad landlord <laughs> <laughs>
1: some slumdog millionaire from the neighborhood um okay where did we go where did we go now, now? i i can i say something to you richard and to the a high five listeners That's here. it has now been about 72 hours and i still cannot remember what the fuck i was screaming in the car last week oh really and it's killing me
0: killing me. I was thinking about that like, whoa, he's fucking weird. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> you weird. You pick a phrase and scream it? It feels
1: good to scream.
0: But I, I, I know it feels good to scream but I'm more thinking about you just put together random words or is it something that makes sense?
1: That's what I don't know. It Well, no, nothing I say makes sense. I mean, obviously, you listen to this <laughs> podcast. There, There's a... Uh, it, it was two words. I know... I thought it was three. It was two words. Oh, three syllables. Three syllables. And, and I know the way... Word- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I never got that about Person charades.
1: in the movie What?
0: When charades When they're like
1: Yeah no, I don't get that either Charades is can, Charades is fucking stupid <laughs> Yeah it is um, But uh, yeah It was three syllables And I even know The way that I said it Like uh, Like um, Cause this phrase Keeps coming to mind But this is not what I was screaming Mac daddy <laughs> That's the way I was saying it So like a quick First a uh, First One <laughs> syllable word And then two Two syllable words Like prick bastard. Mag Daddy ain't bad. I know, but it wasn't that. It was something like that. Um, and I can't remember it. And as soon as it hits my lips, my fucking sweet, sweet lips, I'm it's gonna feel life is gonna be great, but I am been racked. My brain has been racked in pain for the last three days.
0: (laughs) Is it something you made up or is it from something? I
1: don't know. I think it's from something. Yeah. I think it's from a song. And, uh, or something. And and that's what I'm saying. One day I'm going to hear it and it's just going to come back to me and I'm going to be happy and I'm going to start screaming it Tourette style. Yeah, don't
0: bring me into this torture because I'm like as far away from thinking of it as possible because I never heard it and I'm just trying to think of random things. Yeah, you'll never get it. You'll never get it. it. How am I going to? No, I know. Three syllables. That's all I I got. That's all I got to work with. I'm not
1: bringing this up to to help you and to make you try to help me. I'm just letting you know. That it's been three days that I've had that fucking on the tip of my tongue feeling where I feel like it's going to show rough. up and it doesn't show up.
0: Mm, that that makes your brain itch.
1: Yeah, my brain's itchy, dude. Yeah. Brain's fucking itchy. Yeah. <laughs> brain's itchy. I <laughs> see. That's not it. Nah. But uh, I think screaming is underrated. I, it really is. Well, number one, I spent the first uh, the first probably. Uh, let's say what 15 to like 27. So like the first 12 years of my life, like my, my adult life screaming, into a microphone right mm-hmm. so i guess i just kind of got used to that it like it was like a good outlet for me to exercise the yeah. demons but now that i don't have that i mean i have this but i'm not screaming mm-hmm. uh it feels good to just let out and scream a lot but you know and you know who uh who taught me that again and it's probably the reason that i drive around screaming at the top of my lungs is my niece my two-year-old niece oh yeah because that chick loves to fucking scream <laughs> and here's what happens when she's around shrimps adults They tell her not to scream or it's not so much that they tell her not to scream is that they don't they don't indulge her screaming. But when she's hanging out with Uncle Dev dog and she starts screaming, I start screaming louder than her. And then she looks at me like, holy shit, this dude's screaming. And then she screams louder (laughs) and I scream louder. And then we'll just sometimes we'll just sit there for a good 10, 20 minutes just screaming at the top of our lungs. And I'll tell you what afterwards. I feel just as good as I do when I sit in meditation for 40 minutes. Hey. It's like a nice exorcism of the soul to scream. I can see that. Yeah. I can see how it would be. Now, <laughs> if I could just remember when I was driving around screaming. Anyway. Oh, you're
0: going to have to come up with something new.
1: That's a little scream update for uh, the <laughs> yeah. A High Five listeners. One day I'll let you guys know what I was screaming. Scream gate. If anybody at home... Has any idea what I was screaming or at least uh, their own thing that they like to scream? Please let me know. Hmm. If there's any screamers out there. I
0: wanna get my scream on. Go ahead, dude. You know what? Every time I've ever tried to not only scream, but let alone sing, I always get a blazing headache and think, how can people sing? Really? I don't know if it's just the way I'm wired. But I just think to myself, wow, I, I sing one song, and not like the way you sing to yourself where it's just, you know, at a reasonable volume, but the way a lead singer would fucking sing, you know? I get a blazing headache. One song in. It's over. I'd quit the band. Really? Yeah. No, that's I don't weird. I know what it is. I could pound on the fucking drums and smash those for 15 songs, but once I release some volume out of my mouth, it's curtains.
1: I don't think you're singing from your diaphragm. I, I don't
0: think. so. I think I'm singing from my brain. I think
1: you have shallow breath, uh, chest singing. Probably, and you're not sucking in enough air, and you're and you're letting it out. Either that, or you're on alcohol or drugs. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, okay. So wait, wait. I had a point before we went off on this tangent of the of the women that we love, and sh- oh, do you know what my point was? Was Spotify going back to my oh. li- my list on Spotify joe list is open there's a joe list text again i don't know what to text back to her what should i text back to her who that uh, should i just text her back a thumbs up like in approval of joe list
0: <clears throat> yeah why not like enjoy yourself
1: so any <laughs> anyway treat yourself um
0: don't he- cheat yourself here's
1: what i wanted to bring up and i see this as a sign and i might be moving so, again, top five artists that Deb Dag is listened to in 2016. Pup, number one. Mm-hmm. Propagandy number two. Mm-hmm. Cloak Dagger, number three. Mm-hmm. John K. Sampson, number four. It's
0: all making sense.
1: Maria Bamford, number five. All right. Do you know what three out of those five artists have in common? Uh, Propagandy. <laughs> well. Oh, that's two. That's two. But you're close. But but, but, uh, but, do you know, area-wise, location-wise, what three of these artists have in common? Canadians. They're from fucking Canada. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to think... There's a
0: lot of musical talent from Canada.
1: That I got an obsession with Canada, my friend. Maybe. All my favorite bands are from Canada. The Weaker Thins, Canada. John K. Sampson, Canada. Propaganda, Canada.
0: Well, that's all Pop, the same person. <laughs> I know, it's kind of <laughs> cheating.
1: But I love all of them. Uh, Pup, fucking Canada. There's, uh, all I do is listen to Canadian bands. I'm starting to think... I'm moving to fucking Canada.
0: <laughs> why not? Uh, you know what? Canada always did appeal to me. And I always said, you know, I want to visit Canada. But the problem that I have is that I'm fucking allergic to the cold. So I, why would I want to do that? Oh, why as you I... sit here and it's fucking
1: 17 degrees. Well, out. I have
0: no choice. You know, what am I going to do? Sit in a sauna? Well, know?
1: I don't think there's certain parts of Canada that aren't cold all year round. You not know?
0: all year round, but probably most year round. Yeah, that's true. Fucking Canada. You know, I don't know. There is a lot of musical talent that comes from Canada.
1: Musical talent?
0: Comedy talent? Artistic talent? <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> talent talent. Billy talent. I don't know. Yeah, I, I i wouldn't mind uh visiting um where is it? Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Where it's supposed to be like Pot World over there, right? I thought it was Montreal. I thought it was it could be Montreal. It could be all of Canada. Oh, it's uh uh British Columbia. That's where it's at. But I think that's the Pacific Northwest, or as you would say, the Pacific Northeast.
1: <laughs> you know what? I was
0: thinking about that the other day, how that's one of the dumbest
1: things that I've ever said on Earth, <laughs> and I, and it's recorded into this podcast. I mean, granted, I'm going to say a lot of stupid shit on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. but that Pacific Northeast was a very weird fucking brain fart that I had. I was like, what is he talking about? Fucking Mongolia?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway. Oh Canada! <laughs> I thought you were gonna start singing O'Donnell. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the words, but when I move there, I don't even know if that's the <laughs> melody anymore. I don't think it is. Well, oh, sorry, I gotta watch a little bit more fucking um, Blue Jays games. <laughs>
0: I was gonna say watch what what comes from Canada.
1: Well, I was gonna say Trailer e- Park Boys. I was gonna say Expos, but that has not been a team for a long time.
0: Really? It's not?
1: No, they're the Washington Nationals
0: now. So they're not even Canadian. They just straight up No, moved.
1: now they yeah, they moved from another country to the fucking capital of the United
0: States. <laughs> Damn.
1: And then they were like, hmm, what should we use for a logo? And then one of the people that worked for them drove past the Walgreens and they're like, We'll take that. Oh yeah. It's very weird. And that is. It's very weird. Plus, they're horrible and they suck, and Bryce Harper's a fucking punk piece of shit. Anyway, um Wait, is it true the Cubs won
0: the World Series this year? Won
1: the World Series, my friend. You know what's crazy? Um In one of the best, by the way, or arguably the best Game 7 of the World really? Series that I've ever seen who in my they life. Play? They played the Holy shit, why can't I fucking remember who they played? They played um
0: Oh, my God. The Indians? Yes, the Cleveland Indians. Thank you.
1: Um, That's how
0: little I pay attention to the American League. In the season finale of Parks and Recreation, they do this future... Another show that our fucking girl's on and kills. Yeah. Oh, she's great in that. But in the season finale, they do this type of uh, look into the future episode. And right. it's two thousand and seventeen. Uh, and and the
1: um and the Guardians of the Galaxy guy has like a karate show or some shit. Yeah. I remember yeah. seeing that,
0: yeah. Uh but the year is two thousand and seventeen. I mean they do other years in the future, but this is one of them where there's they're, they're uh, I don't know why they're in Chicago, but it's two thousand and seventeen and someone says to them, uh, things are like this after the Cubs won the World Series, and it's supposed to be sarcastic and it's the future and blah blah blah. But they're saying that, you know, the Cubs won the World Series. Well, they
1: fucking night. nailed it mm. because, uh, yes, the Cubbies won the World Series. Oh, and crazy. and um, besides the Mets winning the World Series, there was nothing that could make me happier. I've always loved the Cubs. They're just, you know, they're just a the yeah, underdog. Yeah, man. I mean... Um, now let me say this: 2015, the Cubs were on their way to, uh, to winning the World Series until they got swept by the
0: motherfucking New York <laughs>
1: Metropolitan. I thought
0: you were gonna say when that guy caught the ball. Remember? Then he, some guy oh, ball. Oh yeah, and, and yeah. Like, he was like on a fucking murder list. Well,
1: yeah, that dude couldn't show face uh, for years and it's years and years, up. and yeah, that was a big fucking deal. And he did he actually cost the game. Um yes he did did, it it was it was a pretty uh pinnacle play but but it's one of those things dumb shit you know baseball's weird like that because uh the way like baseball works when when people are like if this error didn't happen then um then they would have been up by this and this and it's like well not really because you can't you can't say like so basically what happens is like say somebody like say somebody hits a pop fly right and a center fielder drops it and so that guy gets on second base right and then the next guy up hits a home run and so he scores two instead of one and then instead of tying the game they go up and fucking win the game let's say it's in the bottom of the ninth and then they'll say well if it, if it wasn't for that error uh you know then then uh then the game would only be tied and it's like well you don't know that because who's to say that guy would have hit the home run in that situation yeah. because if there wasn't a man on second the pitcher probably would have thrown a different pitch it would have been a completely different thing exactly it's weird the way that they do b- baseball like that like they say that all the time and i'm always like wait what like that is weird why would they just assume assume that the same thing was going to happen you yeah. know like like uh like the the, the time i don't know so, but anyway, it was one of those deals. But uh yeah, it was a pretty big deal in Chicago for a very long time. Why can't I think of his name right now? Um who? S- Bartman. Bartman. Steve Bartman, I think his name is. Oh, about the guy that caught that ball. The kid who caught the ball, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, it was a kid? I thought it was a grown ass man. He was a kid at the time. Oh shit. I
1: mean he wasn't a child, but he was he was young enough. They
0: wanted to fucking hang that dude, huh? Yeah, but now like, that publicly. The,
1: now that the Cubs have finally won, um that's it. I mean, he he could come back out yeah, and come out silly. of hiding. He's like, <laughs> the light hurts his face and shit. Yeah. He's like
0: <laughs> beard. Fucking nails.
1: Still uh, rocking a Cubs app. Keeps his nails in a burlap sack. I'm very happy that the Cubs won the World Series last
0: year, but, um, but this year? Shit, 2017, man. baby. If, it's the Mets year, baby. If the Mets won in 2015, that would have been a good back-to-back year for the underdog. Mets and then Cubs?
1: Yeah. Shit. Well, I was thinking uh, 2016 because it's the 30-year anniversary of uh, 1986. Yeah. All the chips were on the table. We had everything lined up, but it, it just wasn't meant to be. The year, Unfortunately. the year
0: that cocaine ruled baseball.
1: Sure. There was a bunch of fucking coked up motherfuckers on that team, and they went all the
0: way. Did you ever hear, you know, not, I, I hate bringing up other people's comedy, but did you ever hear Artie Lang's joke about Lawrence Taylor? No. It's hilarious. You just got to check it out. I'm not going to sit here and repeat a joke. Well, but give he, me the gist of it. Uh He talks about how uh, an old commentator, I don't know his name. But he impersonates the way this old commentator would uh, talk, Mm -hmm. and he would say, he talked really slow, like, up next, number two, Derek Mm Jeter, number two. And he said, uh, not many people know, but he used to do football, and when you would watch the Giants, Lawrence Taylor was so fucking good, killing everybody on coke, that he would be in on every tackle. So every play would be like, uh, uh, in for the sack, Uh, Johnson smith and taylor (laughs) so then he starts he's like uh, if this guy followed me around for the past five years it would have been crazy now snorting a line of heroin off a mozzarella omelet at the tiktok diner on route three an asian prostitute otty lang and taylor (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah and then he goes uh Falling asleep in a jeep on the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> <laughs> I know that fucking feeling. Except it's a Sprinter. N-Taylor. I do it every day of my life. Oh yeah, and he goes. Uh, now going shopping for the gaudiest motherfucking earring I've ever seen. Jamie Fox. <laughs> <laughs> and he says somebody else. And Taylor. Fucking hilarious. I was dying when I heard that.
1: That's pretty fucking funny. I don't. I don't think uh, you know. I don't think Bardy Lang.
0: As a stand-up comedian, as a stand-up right.
1: comedian, it's weird, but he's fucking kills. It's yeah, he pretty, does. He's pretty funny. He does. Also, a very good podcaster. For uh, oh, he has his own show, of course. Any but any comedian has a podcast. I'm sure. You know, but uh, um, and and most of them are are really bad. But but there's some of them that are very good. And Artie Langs is one of the very good mm-hmm. ones. Uh, not that I should be rating podcasts. Like not <laughs> not that I'm sitting here saying that they, like you know podcasts. Suck, but it's one of podcasts now. Are are the same thing that that bands were in the '90s, Mm. where uh, you know, like um, before the '90s, there was there was bands, there was a lot of people that played in bands, but in the '90s there was metal. Once Nirvana came out and like Green Day came out, everybody said, "Oh, I could do that," and they started doing it. Well, it's true, I mean, if you could, you know, yeah. be and a, they, a no.
0: successful band playing three chords they were right. and not ripping face-melting solos all the time. Right.
1: Was it bad. wasn't as hard, right? Mm. And uh, and that's what podcasting is now. And and which is great. I I am I'm totally for everybody getting out there and doing their their own thing, you know? Yeah, it's like I, I'm I'm all about abundance and not about scarcity
0: but well, it, it brings a lot of originality back to the table without all rules and restrictions. Yeah, it's
1: awesome. I I I, I like I've said a million times on the show, I fucking consume podcasts like there's no tomorrow because there's a lot of time in my job that I'm kind of by myself just hanging out. Even even when I got shit to do, I'm fucking listening to something. So I just burn through podcasts. If if there's a podcast that has 100 episodes, I can burn through that in a fucking week. Yeah. And then I look for something else. And I give everybody a try. And uh, there's a lot of people out there doing a lot of cool shit. It's 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 really cool.
0: I was going to say, is there a, uh, a good, uh, like a diverse um, array of things you can choose from out there that have a lot of cool topics? Or is it basically like, because <laughs> I, I, I really don't find a lot of interest in the podcast that are, you know, this podcast is all about this thing mm. you know i i I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I do
1: like that yeah yeah i like i like uh more specific like dialed in actually the more specific it is the more i'm into it because especially if it's something that i want to learn about
0: oh uh, well that's different if it's something you're seeking i could see yeah
1: well why why else you know um the the interview format gets a little stale to me uh because there's there's a lot of people out there that are doing it You know, like obviously, I'm going to listen to WTF, uh, and and I'll listen to Joe Rogan, and I listen to Bill Burr's, and sometimes he interviews people. Uh, Sam Harris will will have, you know, like I listen to those, but I'm kind of burnt out on the interview thing because if it's not somebody that I'm really interested in listening to, then I'll probably skip it. But if there's a dude on there that 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 is like from a profession that is sitting like you know like uh, like our friend tom he's uh he he's uh, he wants to be a woodworker i mean he is he makes great shit who our friend tom tom yeah is a woodworker. Yeah, he has a whole. He has a whole fucking. His whole basement is all. Are you fucking serious? Quarter saws and fuck.
0: Yeah, he he makes cool ass shit. I cannot picture him doing. He just that put way. up.
1: He just put up on Instagram the other day. He made this like amazing fucking pinstriped frame for this labyrinth poster. <laughs> and he made he made our our friend Dave this like really nice table. He makes really cool shit. But wow. but he but, he, but the, I see
0: him in a totally new light. Yeah.
1: But but uh, the reason that I bring that up is because he listens to very specific woodworking podcasts. <laughs> And, and that's that's what's cool. You could you could go out there and find whatever you're into, and find people out there that that are experts at it, and and they're talking about it. You that know? is
0: a cool use for a podcast. Right. Not yeah, just you know, just listening aimlessly. You're right. Actually, like up some time.
1: instead of two people who've never done anything getting into a studio and just talking about bullshit. Yeah.
0: Like Imagine some shows that I know, how they're just waste of life,
1: right? And yeah. just complaining about their lives mm. and uh, their drug addictions yeah. and their relationships. Skid
0: marks on the underpants of society. Yes. Yeah.
1: Instead of that happening, some people actually use podcasting. Some people podcast for good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> for good, it's true.
1: It's cool. It's it's a very cool revolution. Uh, that that and more and more people get on the bandwagon every day. And it's something that um, that I, I just I, I love being a part of I just
0: love being a part of it. Just the yeah. way
1: the way that I loved being a part of the music scene is the is uh, the way that I love being a part of the podcasting now. Yeah, it
0: is cool to be a part of it. Yeah. You know, it feels good. It feels good. Yeah.
1: Does it feel good? Yeah, it feels really good. Feels good. good. Mm-hmm.
0: Um Okay. Yeah. So we, I got a little story to tell you. Yeah, let's get finally fifty minutes in. Let's get into <laughs> new shit. Let's get to something interesting here. Well, what I find interesting. Um so, I don't know if you heard, but some clown killed his buddy in a live feed on Facebook. You dude. don't mean a real clown, do you? Uh, more of a clown shoe. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant
1: like a clown killed somebody. I was about to jump out the window <laughs> and never come back.
0: Scary as shit if this is a clown. But no, just a regular fucking dork killed his fucking buddy. Okay, on, on a live stream.
1: Pray tell. But, so okay, so Facebook Live.
0: Yeah, well, see, this is becoming more and more of a trend, and I knew it was going to become a problem from the beginning because people are completely irresponsible, and some people are stupid enough just to air out all their shit in a live or recorded <laughs> feed where everyone can hear it. And
1: yeah, some people are <laughs> stupid enough to air out all their shit recorded.
0: I know. But, uh yeah, no, people are starting to do these live feeds now where they think people are interested in what they're doing. And, of course, <laughs> when... <laughs> There's no way that what you're saying does not relate to us. I know, I know, that's the joke. But anyway, uh, obviously, when people are seeking attention, they're going to really push the envelope, you know? Right, they feel like they have to go the extra mile to get the views. Exactly. I'm going to get so, these
1: uh, views.
0: What's this cat's name? He was 30 years old. Uh, oh, Steve Leonis. All right, this guy apparently had a Glock nine. I feel like it's Leonis. It's an A. I
1: feel, it, I feel like it's Leonis. It's
0: Leonis. So uh, he had a Glock nine, and he's fucking twirling and spinning. What's a Glock
1: nine? A a handgun?
0: Yeah, it's a piece. It's a burner.
1: Is that one of the ones that you might turn sideways if you're at a full? It is the one you would. Definitely,
0: picture turning sideways. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, so he's got a Glock nine, trying to take mine. Yeah. So he takes the magazine out, saying, "It's all good." I took the magazine out. Mm. They're twirling. They're spinning. You see his one buddy go up to the camera and put it in his mouth and be like, "This is fucking it. I'm fucking doing it." <laughs> in his fucking mouth, right? You hear these girls like, "You guys gotta cut it out. That's stupid." You know, they're twirling and they're doing some boozing. So they're drinking. And uh they're fucking around with the gun. And at one point, the dude shows the magazine to the camera to say, look, I took the magazine out, but shows the bullets in the magazine. He's like, I got hollow points in this bitch. Like, what are you doing with a hollow point bullet?
1: Yeah, that's weird. Who are you
0: killing? What, what bulletproof vest do you have to pierce? Right. You know, or whatever a hollow point does. I don't know. Or the bullet needs to mushroom in someone's brain to really get the kill. Just
1: really lodge into that fucking... <laughs> really yeah. get
0: in there good. <laughs>
1: Separate those commissures.
0: But uh, this clown shoe, uh, spinning around, fucking, they're fucking with the gun. His 27-year-old buddy, uh, Anthony Stanford, I believe his name was, comes over. And he fucking shoots him in the stomach on camera.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. But how? He took the magazine out.
0: There was one in the chamber. Were, the whole entire time while the dude was putting it in his mouth, they were fucking around twirling it. There was one in the chamber. Oh, there's always one in the, the chamber. The whole time. How do you not think of you're a gun owner? You don't know there's one in the fucking chamber.
1: Well, if you listen, being a gun owner is not a fucking mean a requisite for anything.
0: Right, true. But if if you've listened to any hip-hop song, in your entire life, right? You know, there's one in the chamber. Right? There's 14 and,
1: in the clip and one in the yeah. chamber,
0: or there's 32 in the clip
1: and one <laughs> in the chamber. Yeah,
0: right. 15 in the clip, one, one in, in the, the cha- hole. Yeah, right. <laughs> Stanford's body's now <laughs> cold. about to make bodies turn cold. Wow. So now, dude's dead because of this fucking idiot twirling around his block. Now, gun.
1: is it the guy who owned the gun? It's dead, or his friend? It's dead.
0: It's his friend. Wow, and the dude's getting charged with third degree murder, and it's all on Facebook Live, and it's documented, and it's out there. Yep, you could actually watch. You, obviously, you can't watch the dude get shot, but you could watch all the uh, the events leading up to the killing, where they're all in the camera, putting it in their mouth, throwing it around, showing the hollow points, just just being complete, like. You know you know the old joke? I remember my first beer. Right. It's a bunch of 30-year-olds, and that's what it looks like. It right. looks like a high school party where they can't handle their liquor, and they're just completely trying to show off and just be a big bunch of clowns. And it's just really sad that this guy owns a gun, and that's what he does, you know? He got shot in the gut? Yeah. And he died from it? guess he got hit in a really important spot i was
1: gonna say reservoir dogs have lied to me then (laughs) because
0: i always i always
1: just pictured because of reservoir dogs i pictured like all right if I get shot in the stomach, it's gonna hurt like a bitch, but I'm not gonna die very soon. Know, like it would take a long think? time, the but... bleed out. Yeah, right. Yeah, like please what... shoot me in the stomach. Yeah. Like as a matter of fact, if somebody came up to me and was like, "I'll give you a million dollars if I could shoot you someplace," I'd be like, "Okay, I'll take the million dollars. Shoot me in the stomach."
0: <laughs> yeah, you, know you would I mean? pick the stomach. Well, I'd say in the arm. Because because of...
1: reservoir dogs.
0: You're gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, but you. <laughs> You're gonna be okay. And you would pick the arm, or the, like the fucking like shin. <sighs>
1: You pick the stomach. Number one, I wouldn't pick the shin for anything. <laughs> yeah. True. Do you know how hard it is if somebody just looks at your shin I as know. a matter, of <laughs> <laughs> like fucking somebody shooting you in it? That's the I'd rather get. Sh- I'd rather get shot in the eye than shot in the fucking Ooh, shin. Ooh, I don't know. I'd I'd rather take instant death than anything.
0: Yeah. the Shin. Does Have you ever had
1: really shin happens. splints? Yeah. In life it sucks.
0: Yeah. I mean, shin splints suck. They're not as bad as banging the shin. I no, yeah. read right, exactly. Actually, nothing legwise is worse than getting the bottom of the foot Charlie horse
1: that's oh, be, yeah, that's the horrible. worst thing ever. horrible thing ever or, right I,
0: I literally cannot do and if someone says take the foot Charlie horse and do anything after you get it and you get a million dollars I would lose the mill because I'd be in the fetal screaming the first um, few seconds
1: of the oncoming of a trolley horse is the worst shit that you could, it's only second to what I could imagine. Like uh, when, when you finally die and your, and your soul is being sucked from your body, (laughs) it it, like you don't know what's going on. It, it, you're like, why is this happening? And even if you've had charley horses before, you still don't know that it's a charley horse. Like your muscle seizes up, and your whole body goes, "Why is this happening?" And you're in this this quick state of confusion that that and and in utter pain and craziness that goes on. It, like your 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 whole central nervous system freaks the fuck out. You don't know what's going on, and then you're like, "Okay, it's a charley horse, and you could deal with it." But that deal fu- with it, hell. Well, but you know you have to sit there you and identify r- r- it. and pl- yeah. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, right. But the first few seconds is this utter bodily confusion that literally I feel like would be the same thing that you're like, holy shit, am I dying? It's the same fucking thing.
0: You know what? A couple of days ago, I thought I was really having a fucking heart attack. I mean, there's points where my heart hurts.
1: Welcome to panic,
0: my friend. (laughs) I lived my whole life that way. It wasn't panic. Mac Daddy! (laughs) It wasn't panic. I really thought uh, this hurt so bad but i knew it wasn't a heart attack because my arm didn't hurt and whatever but um y'all that shit's bullshit oh, really well i mean there is you do get
1: shooting pains and shit but you could have a heart attack without any of that shit but well, some people just feel like they get a fart and then they
0: die yeah, well this is that this is what happened right i went to quick it was i i didn't eat the night before and i was starving and i was like oh i'm going to quick check and i'm getting like one of those fucking breakfast sandwiches not the best idea, right? But I went to Quick Check and I got two like bacon, egg, and cheeses on a on a muffin that uh-huh. were sitting under the heat lamps. You know right. what I mean? And how I, did they taste after you took them out of your pants? <laughs> <laughs> and they were still warm. <laughs> <laughs> But they were fucking (laughs) rubber, and I ate them on the walk home, and I ate them so fast because I was so hungry, and I ate two of those. I ate two of those cupcakes with the squiggly white line on them, you know, those banging cupcakes? Damn, why'd you go in there with a backpack? Yeah, No, I do this thing where I, like, unbutton my shirt a little bit and tuck it in and open my jacket, and I just fucking fill it up Jane's Addiction style. (laughs) I can't believe you just admitted that. I was trying to be vague about it, but okay. (laughs) So I ate two breakfast sandwiches, two cupcakes... Um a package of those uh school cookies. You know what I'm talking about? The chocolate chip cookies that you get in school.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about the ones that look like flower the sugar cookies that look like flowers.
0: No, no, no. The chocolate chip cookies that you would get in school. Oh
1: yeah, with that uh the script logo. It's like a brown yes. brown with the white thing with the yellow logo. What were those called? Chocolate chip cookies.
0: Yeah. But I don't know the brand. Oh god. They're they made good. those and then they made the butter. Yeah, right, heart, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I opted for chocolate chip, and I just ate a bunch of garbage on the walk home. And uh, I realized that what it, that's what it was after it went away, because obviously I'm not dead. Because if it was a heart attack, I'd be dead because the pain was so excruciating. I tried standing up, going in different positions. At first, I thought it was my lungs, because it hurt like where the bottom of your lungs would be. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, my... Because when you get sober, you start to feel... All your pains and everything you got going on. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought was happening. And my lungs were in... Wait, stone. is that a
1: proclamation that you're getting sober on this right now?
0: I've been sober. Really? Yeah, I told you that. I haven't done shit in like almost two weeks now.
1: Why aren't we making a bigger fanfare about that? Because
0: I feel like I start talking about it and then I start thinking about it and it kind of throws me off course. So let's just say my lungs were in pain. Okay. And the bottom of my lungs are hurting really bad and like my chest is hurting really bad. And I was like, this is it, you know? And uh. For like, <laughs> for once. this is it, and for once in a fucking in the one time a year, there's nobody else in my apartment. At uh, this one time, you know, and I have no one to say this to. I got no fucking phone, so I was like, "This is it. I'm gonna die next to the dog." Why didn't you uh, go on Facebook Messenger and hit up your boy,
1: Dev? Oh dog? yeah,
0: I forgot about Facebook. because
1: I would have fucking. I, oh, I think my laptop was down. <laughs> I would have come over so quick. Set up these microphones and fucking had the Richie's dying podcast. (laughs) Life would have been great.
0: We should do. If I'm gonna die, we're gonna document. Yeah, totally. Mm. So pains galore, pains that I've never felt in my organs before. Because you know, obviously, you feel, you get pains and you hurt things. Yeah. But this was obviously internal. I thought I thought it was my lungs, and I was like. Wow, I think I ju- I think this is the onset of lung cancer. Like I just got lung cancer at this moment because the pains were so excruciating. I was trying everything move, you know moving around. I was like, this shit is not going away. Little by little, I noticed it started going. like I found a position that I laid in and I was breathing in a way where it went away. But- were you in the stomach ache position? I was in the the child's position where you're on your knees but your face is mushed to the like That's what I'm talking about. That's a stomach ache uh, position. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gonna... Yeah,
1: in yoga they would call it the child's pose. Oh, that's child's but, pose. But
0: but that's always
1: the I have a stomach ache. Yeah, you get on your knees and you put your head down and you kind of like like ar- like I put my hands Basically my arms, it's like if you're if, it like when a, a chick is getting, getting banged from yeah, behind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Getting your back blown out. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and it eventually went away. But there wasn't a moment through that entire period where I didn't think I was going to die. I thought that was it. Yeah. It was fucking
1: terrible. Intense, right? So intense. Now you understand what I talk about when I talk about uh, my, uh, my panic attacks when I was younger. That's exactly what panic attacks are. I,
0: well, I've had panic attacks and they didn't physically hurt this bad because my it was in my lungs right well it felt like it was but i guess your stomach starts up here (laughs) Mm. you know i always think of the stomach being down low but it was like up here and i guess i just couldn't move down the rubber bacon and the rubber English muffin and whatever that egg is. I don't know. Right. (laughs) So I guess I was having trouble mushing that down because I didn't drink anything. I just housed all this stuff and maybe the mix of it made some type of cement inside me because that's almost what it felt like, that my lungs and shit filled up with cement and it was hardening, you know? And I really thought it was curtains. But how did I get to that? Because we were talking about something else.
1: No, I have no idea, but it's fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I almost died. Well, because because I know that feeling also well, but not because I I stole a bunch of food from uh from <laughs> a quick check and then and, engorged and myself on the walk home. But I know Eat I, the
0: evidence real quick. <laughs> I know that
1: feeling, man. I I know that feeling of like, holy shit, I'm having a stroke. Holy shit, I'm having a heart attack, and everything in your body is telling you that you are, but you're fucking not,
0: and no. it's scary. No. Like I was actually debating, like. You know, should I like write a letter saying that you know I knew I was gonna die? <laughs> Goodbye, cruel world. Exactly. RTG
1: was here. Hey, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, please do that. Oh, I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it, well, it's scary. You know, it's weird now that we're getting older too, because when I was dealing with my panic attacks. Uh, I was mostly for the for the most part. You were still a teen. Uh, well, it was my late teens into my. Uh, it pretty much lasted until my late twenties. So there,
0: it did. Oh yeah. I thought you were chill by at least by mid twenties.
1: No, it was probably twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was probably a good ten year stretch that I really went through that shit, and um, and at the time. I thought that I was having strokes and heart attacks, and I thought I was dying and I couldn't breathe, and all this shit was going on. And um, and then when it was all over, I would be like, "Oh, you're only twenty five. Like you're not gonna have a fucking heart attack, you know." And I think about it sometimes. It's happened, right? But but I think about right. It, it has, but still, the the chances are. But now, but now that I'm older, I'm about to be thirty seven in a couple months. We're in the territory. Like, yeah, now I start thinking about if I was to start suffering from panic again, like, I'm at the point now where I'm like, fuck, I could actually have a heart attack. Like, people, like, we're now now in the spectrum where people start
0: dying. I know. That's why I thought it was for real. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's weird. Like you said, if I was younger, I could have, you know, known, you know, this is fucking anxiety or this is, you know a cement egg that I ate, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and I would have just dismissed it. But the whole time I'm thinking, wow, I just crossed into the age where I'm in heart attack land Yeah, and I'm not the healthiest person in the world. So I would say the chances of this being a heart attack is probably in the eighties. Yeah,
1: right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's weird as you get older, but you know what? The weird thing is if I was eight, say I was 18 years old, right? And you told me somebody who was 37 years old, had a heart attack and died. I'd be like, I lived a good life, <laughs> yeah. you know, but now that I'm about to be 37 years old, I feel like I feel like this can't, ha- you know, it can't happen to mm-hmm. me. But but you look at all the people that in their late 30s, early 40s that have
0: died, had heart attacks, have done, you know, it's it's that's it, you know, Mozart died of a heart attack at 35, At uh, 35. I mean, he probably also ate raw chicken and had syphilis, but <laughs> You know so you're saying that we're older than Mozart right yeah, now, let's yeah. fucking
1: shut it down then why why <laughs> keep living <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, we're doing extra time tonight. I don't give a fuck. Fuck it. We're drinking this red, red I'm starting, wine. time to
0: get my booze on. All right, my just, buzz, booze,
1: um, booze brain. Pick another
0: topic. Uh, if
1: anybody who normally listens to the Awkward I-5 podcast and is used to the hour-long format and would like to duck out right now, I'd say go ahead, duck out.
0: Why read right an hour right because now?
1: Because we're like an hour fifteen right now. Oh, no, God. we're a little bit. We're at like an hour five.
0: It doesn't even feel like it.
1: But what I'm gonna say is, let's just keep going. All right. It might be mush from here on out, but it's uh always mush. <laughs> yeah, it's true.
0: Uh Alan Thick is dead. Oh my god. Right
1: yeah, and that's your
0: boy. So now there's two dead growing pains. Why? Who's the first one? He lies next to bonus the bone. Bonus the bone. Yeah died alone in the woods so now the two of them are. did chilling. he die alone in the woods or am i making that up i think
1: he made that up. he's a he died of heroin
0: <laughs> i think you made that up too <laughs> what'd
1: he die of
0: uh i think like a self-inflicted gunshot wound i may have made that up too
1: oh i know what Boner stabone died of he fucking strapped a bomb to his fucking chest and ran into public like yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like did he i forget we've talked about boner yeah but I forget. I don't even know how thick that. Is. I think he had a heart attack, and I think he had it, in it. I think he was someplace weird. Did you read anything about it? I think it was the woods. <laughs> <laughs> if Alan Thick has a heart attack in the woods, does anyone hear him die?
1: <laughs> no. Okay. Here's the deal. Here, here's what I'd like to say about the Alan
0: Thicke. <laughs> And I don't know why you keep saying he's my boy. Do I love Alan Thick? I just remember one time he being like, yo, I was listening to these Alan Thick commercials on the internet. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: yeah. He did do these crazy commercials. Yeah,
0: for like insurance. Yeah. He, I, he would just bring up dumb shit. You're right. Yeah. Fuck, I forgot about that. I forget what I forget what any of it was, but I think it was some type of like insurance commercial. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> here's here's the
1: thing. Um, my mother was the one that told me that Alan Thick had passed away, mm-hmm. and she told me that he was playing basketball with his 19 year old son, and he had a heart attack right in front of him. Right, and then I went online and I saw that somebody put up that Alan Thick had passed away. He was playing football with his 19 year old son, <laughs> and he had a heart attack. Pick a sport, Thick, and then. <laughs> I saw another person put up fucking uh that Alan Thick had passed away and that he was playing hockey with Holy his nine- shit. Nobody could understand what sport this motherfucker was playing with his son. But apparently he had a
0: heart attack because they were playing like Iron Man, yeah where he would like take a slap shot, take a jump shot, throw the football <laughs> and he's like
1: and then fucking sit down and like get that fucking weird rifle and shoot the fucking <laughs> yeah.
0: shit. The pigeon the clay pigeons.
1: Um yeah, uh, so apparently that's what happened. He fucking um,
0: was playing with his son. Yeah, real quick. Remember fucking skeet shooting and track and field in Nintendo? Yeah. When you'd start skilling that rhythm, it would just be like, Pui, 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 yeah. pui, pui. That shit was awesome.
1: It was awesome. Yeah. And so they would throw two uh, two out on the right, and you'd be like, I got this, kaka. cah And yeah. that one would be like,
0: ka-ka. And you get the perfect score, and you just thought you were like the rhythmic monster. Track and field. Great
1: game. Nintendo NES, first one. Mm-hmm.
0: That's like the true test of skill. (laughs) Now, (laughs) remember I had that technique where I would squeeze my finger with the two fingers and I'd be like. (laughs) That was a good technique. I know. I would rip the meter (laughs) dash. Yeah, but not
1: the hurdles because you'd have to hit B to get over those bitches.
0: Or up. Oh, was it up? Yeah, and I was always flopping into them. Yeah, I didn't have a good hurdle speed. Now, the other thing. you never do the high jump. Why was the high jump such a bitch? Yeah, I don't know. Remember, you know. Yeah,
1: because it's weird with that fucking pole. How is the high jump a fucking sport? I don't know. It's so weird. I, there was people. We knew people in high school that did that did uh, pole vaulting. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. No, <laughs> we did. I can't remember their names, and you'd probably remember the names, and it doesn't matter because we're not going to say their names on the national podcast. No, we did not in, in our high school. They went to another high school, and they did pole vaulting and i was like how do you fucking even come up with that like at what point in your life you're like i'm gonna do pole vaulting yeah
0: that seems like it's mad hard
1: oh of course it not
0: is. the whole vaulting but just how the you, polling how you how you run and you get the stick in that thing
1: that's hard right i
0: fucking miss every time
1: yeah you just, just, and then you launch i can't even get my fucking key in the lock when i, <laughs> I anything right that's what i'm saying <laughs>
0: pole vaulting fuck that
1: anyway the uh the fucking um second thing that my mother told me when she told me that alan thick died is she presented to me like this she said alan thick died robin thick's father
0: (laughs) yeah like that's how he's known
1: and i said to her you don't gotta say robin thick's father you just got to say Alan Thick because I grew up a Growing Pains. Yeah, I
0: was going to say, you would have been better off saying uh, Mike Seaver's father. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> fucking,
1: um, I understand that Alan Thick came out with that song a few years ago where the naked chicks were running around and he got his little thing and he went on stage with Miley Cyrus or whatever yeah. the fuck he did.
0: He, he stole fucking Marvin Gaye's song. But let's
1: not even act like fucking Robin Thick has written the best song in the Thick family because the Growing Pains fucking theme song. Is one of the best songs ever written. Yeah. Sung by Alan. That, written by.
0: Oh, he wrote that you shit? You got to give that motherfucker writing credit. Yeah. <laughs> give him the proper
1: credit. Fucking. Um, uh, so, all right. Let me ask you a question, all right. Richard. Does it have to do with the thick? It does. Thick with an E. It has to do with all the thicks. All right. Is fucking. <laughs> what's, what's a better song? Uh, the fucking Matt what is that uh, uh, the, how does that song go yeah 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 what was that song that by Robin look this show me that
0: smile don't
1: waste another minute on your crying you hear those you drums best Pretend to begin oh, oh, oh.
0: as long <laughs> as guest drummer Phil, Phil Collins <laughs> Rain or, rain or shine, me, we gotta be oh. the luckiest people. We never could dreaming, as long as we keep on giving. Who do we? We, we can take anything that comes our way. Baby, rain or shine, all the time. We got each other sharing the laughter and love.
1: Oh, uh, look at a young thick right there. He dead. You know
0: what? He's probably like 33 in that. I know. <laughs> Looking like he's 50.
1: I know. It's so weird. I 80s. I know. But yeah, young Tell thick. me that, that is not a, that's a, not as good of a song as fucking... Um, it's definitely more ripping. I can't even think of... Blurred, blurred Lines. Blurred Lines.
0: Thank yeah. you. All I could think of is... <laughs> oh, 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 oh. That's all I can think well, of. Well, I mean, Blurred Lines just sounds like a Pharrell song. Because it is. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't Pharrell know, in that? Which in turn sounds like a Marvin Gaye song, which it is. Right. So, it's you know not as original as The Thick. You know, The Thick wrote that in a studio with like two black musicians. You're and talking about Robin Thick. Talking about Alan Thick.
1: I think Alan Thick fucking had that in the chamber. <laughs> he had fucking 15 in the clip and that in the chamber, and he came in strong. And they're like, "We want you to be the father on the show." And he's <laughs> like, is strong. "He's like only." Two fucking things that I'm gonna be on the show. One, you're gonna play this fucking song at the beginning that I'm going to sing, and then two, we're gonna get a young Leonardo DiCaprio, and he's gonna fucking star <laughs> be in my the gutter shit. child.
0: I thought you were gonna say in two, I work from
1: home. <laughs> <laughs> I was always jealous of Alan Thicke's fucking
0: office. Office, I know that shit was dope. He worked from home. What a slut. Yeah, right. You know, like. Hey, I'm a fucking mad rich psychiatrist. Welcome to my house.
1: And then Kirk Cameron would try to fucking weasel in there and he'd be like, Get the fuck out, you little bitch. Like he was like the nicest father in the world, but as soon as somebody came in his office, he was like, Get the fuck (laughs) out of here. That's
0: true. Yeah, because fucking Mike Seaver would always try and use this office phone to pull pranks and like scams. Yeah, yeah, right. And he's like, get out of here. And I was always jealous of Mike Seaver because Aside from his dad having the bomb office to sneak into, he had that above-the-garage apartment. Oh, I know. Where Boners to bonies to come yeah, all the time. Yeah, but that made me want to fucking just move out of the house at age seven. <laughs> <laughs> I started building a clubhouse <laughs> above my shed because of Mike Siever.
1: <laughs> Remember that episode where, where uh, Mike and Boner go on, like, the road trip, and they get,
0: like, lost at night? No. Oh, uh, Really? I always think of the episode where it's like the school dance and uh, the girl Seaver doesn't have a date and Boner's dancing like a dick and he's like, hey, you want to dance? And he starts dancing with her and because uh, she's all alone and they hit it off and she's like, I actually like Boner. And Mike's like, stay away from my sister. And Boner's like, gets all real serious for a second. He's like, I felt sorry for her. Really? <laughs> yeah, Boner made the move on the sister because he felt sorry for her and it was like a big deal. Like, no Boner hits on my sister. Wait, who is the sister? Tracy Gold, the Uh, the anorexic girl. Right. Yeah. Why do they all have problems? Why does
1: everybody from an every child child from an 80s sitcom have fucking problems? Well, not Kirk. Kirk is like uh, born again. Yeah, no, he's got problems. (laughs) Everybody on his block's got him. He's fucking he's uh, everyone
0: on Robin Hood Road. (laughs) <laughs> fifteen fifteen Red Robin Lane.
1: Yeah, that motherfucker like doesn't believe in dinosaurs. He like fucking uh <laughs>
0: that aliens came down and helped us advance.
1: He's hanging out with fucking um uh, the dude from Charles in Charge
0: and shit. Oh Scott Bayo? No. Dude Scott Bayo fucked Nicole Eggert. I mean, I don't care what you have to say about Scott Bayo, he gets a plus. Fuck yeah. You know? Blown away. I think that besides Kelly Kapowski she was the sweetest meat of the eighties. <laughs> She was, her early 90s. What do you think about that movie Blown Away with the Hames? Awesome. It's awesome. fucking great. She's Even like, though she's tainted by... Rip yeah. it.
1: She tells him to rip it. Tainted by Corey. She tells him to rip it. I know. Wait, which Corey? Haim or Haim. Feldman? Haim. I don't see Corey as a fucking as a taint really no I if i if i met a girl at a bar brought her home had sex with her thought she was cool wanted to start dating her told me she had sex with cory Haim, i'd be like
0: i'm cool with that now <laughs> I, I know someone if that she way. told me feldman i'd be like this Ugh, is over with i know i know someone that would bang a chick just because she banged cory Haim. <laughs> really yeah who's that someone we know <laughs> <laughs> yeah normally on normally
1: when we do the somebody we know thing, I can look in your eyes and know who it is, but I have no idea Really? Who is. Yeah.
0: Well, it's someone close to us. Really? Yeah. A hame. A hame lover? Hame lover. Boy or girl? Boy. Loves hame. Loving the hame. Uh, okay. And he, from if he hears this episode, he knows damn well it's him. <laughs> <laughs> he used to hang up the teen beat posters well, on his wall. Well, obviously, if
1: somebody fucking has the love for hame in his <laughs> life. So you're going to put Nicole Eggert. Now, let me get that. Let me say this. Alright. Nicole Eggert, beautiful. Charles in charge. Uh. Mm-hmm. Baywatch? Oh my God. She Blown better, away. She
0: was better than Charles.
1: Blown away? Rip it. Mm-hmm. Can't get enough. Better than. Better than Alyssa
0: Milano. Nicole Eggert, better than Alyssa Milano? Yeah. Yes.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yes. yes. Alyssa Milano had four rows of teeth. I don't give a fuck. You don't give a fuck when that shit's scraping against your shaft. Nah, mid- girl's not uh, while the, she's on the job. <laughs> the fucking the, the this teeth on the blowjob thing doesn't exist. Yes, it does. Really? Yeah. All right. I've had to smack some heads. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I've definitely there's definitely been some teeth every once in a while, but it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's not like there's bloodshed,
0: but I mean, I don't want it. Mm. You know?
1: I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Fucking Amber you really Alert. Go Alyssa Milano. Like Amber that? Alert number one. By far, yes,
0: absolutely. The
1: Thiessen number one, Mm -hmm. then Alyssa Milano,
0: really over Christina Applegate.
1: Oh, you just threw that wrench in his system, yeah.
0: Oh, it's always been Amber Apple, always Amber Apple Eggert Milano. That's my fucking quatrain. You know (laughs) what? The third quatrain.
1: You know what? I'm gonna go Amber Alert. Milano. Wow. And then I'm going to take fucking Nicole Eggert and Christina Apple uh, uh, Apple What's her name? Appletini? Applegate. Applegate. <laughs> like
0: it's a scandal. Applegate.
1: And yeah, like she stole a bunch of apples. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um I'm just going to try to mush them together station style like in <laughs> Bill and Ted too and just fuck station. <laughs> Because they're kind of the same person, just hot blonde
0: chicks. See, Milano I've always thought was awesome. Don't get me wrong. Would love to do the Milano. Four rows of teeth and a bush that goes up to her belly button. Guaranteed. I, d- number one, love the bush. I don't mind the bush. Oh no, the bush. But it can't go past the fucking bikini line mm. um, that bush is a giant triangle up to the belly button
1: but now that I'm thinking about maybe like a fuck well for sake of law I'm gonna say 18 year old Alyssa Milano with a unkempt bush that's just flowing out the fucking <laughs> top of her jeans I'm putting her above everything <laughs> that's life right there you like, want to do the? she's doing she's <laughs> doing a scene with fucking Angela and Tony and she's like itching the top of her stomach because her bush is fucking itching so hard
0: <laughs> I was like, what are fuck is angela and tony
1: that fucking turns me on more than anything
0: you know what turned me on young... jonathan's looking at him like fuck i'm gonna get lip rings sooner <laughs> yeah jonathan's looking at i'm like i love dudes <laughs> jonathan's looking at elizabeth milano being like man how do i fuck tony danza <laughs> okay yeah but uh Young Stacy Carosi, What was her name in... in um, yeah. What's it called? It doesn't
1: matter. Stacy Carosi, yeah. Leah Ram- Ramini, Ramini, uh, Ramini, Ramini, yeah, Ramini, Ramini, yeah. who is yeah. now, like, um, uh, like uh, full-on blast against Scientology is her whole deal. Oh, yeah.
0: There was actually, like, a year, probably just one year in King of Queens where her fucking titties were amazing. And then she just got fat and shit. But, yeah. Okay, Amber, here's Gate, Eggert, Milano, Milano fourth, Carosi, Carosi fifth.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm throwing Carosi fifth at all. I might put at least turtle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, add a little fudge to the mix. Yeah. Hmm. I think there's some other people we're just leaving out here. <sighs> <sighs> who else was? A, who else was a hottie in those days? Actually, there wasn't many. Like, being hot I feel was like there rare. was more than fucking... Uh... Nah, being hot was rare. Shit, I would have fucked probably, like, Vince Neil before any of the 80s <laughs> chicks. <laughs> because you're a dreamer. <laughs> or, like, someone from Poison. Like, those dudes were hot. <laughs> they were hot. Ricky Rocket was fucking hot. <laughs> With all that teased-ass hair. <laughs> Ricky Rocket still in the band after the whole band ran train on his wife. <laughs> now, now, let me say something here. I know, Bobby Dahl. Wait, did everybody in that band get their wife ran train on? Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, Sucks. Whatever. Then you're getting on stage and be like, every single one of these dudes fucked my wife. <laughs> and then you're like...
1: <laughs> every rose <laughs> has its dawn. That's what he's thinking about when they're singing that. Just like, every <laughs> night has its dawn. He's like, yeah, every night does have its dawn. Like when it's like, all the people in my band <laughs> fucked my wife.
0: Just like, every dude... Fuck my wife. Just like every
1: guy in my band <laughs> came on my wife. Every rose has its thorn. That's like, uh, in yes, rock, it does.
0: is it Rocket Queen from Guns and Roses Axel fucking Steve Adler's girlfriend? That
1: is correct, <laughs> my friend. That sucks. Here's the thing I have about Axel. I feel like he's a bad lay. He's a redhead. <laughs> He fucking, uh, he's like a little whiny fucking redhead. You know, he's got a tiny fucking dick yeah, because yeah. he could sing like that, you know, yeah. so he's got no fucking unit. And, uh, and, and. <laughs>
0: Axel has no unit. And fucking,
1: and, uh, and. I, and, and he wears those spandex. And I heard that girl fucking moan in My Michelle. Was it my Michelle or Rocket, Rocket Queen, Queen? In Rocket Queen. And the whole you know thing is that he brought the girl in. It was one of the yeah, I think Steven Aller's girlfriend. And he's like, This needs to be real. We need to fuck on it. And he fucked her and they they mic'd it or whatever. But I've been, I heard her fucking uh her thing. And yeah, let me tell fal- you something. It's
0: falsetto. She's faking it. Yeah, totally.
1: That chick is faking it. She knew she was on mic. There's no way in hell that Axel has ever made anybody feel that fucking much ecstasy in his life. No, I,
0: I totally agree.
1: Besides when Guns N' Roses got back together and I watched it on YouTube and I was like,
0: oh, <laughs>
1: yes. Besides when he fucked Dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I had a point to make before you threw me off on the Axel fuck train.
0: Uh, Hot chicks from the 80s, oh. early 90s. I lost it. Oh, someone's making turkey. You smell that? I'm pu- <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hope everybody's enjoying the A High Five extra time that's going on now. You know what's
0: cool about I don't want to stop. This? I don't
1: feel like stopping.
0: But like, fuck it. Let's we're just... actually documenting what it sounds like when someone gets drunk. Oh. You can like, hear the progression.
1: Oh, sure. I'm fucking hammered now. Yeah. <laughs> hammered. I'm calling you an Uber out of A High Five Studios. <laughs> and I'm going to wander into the night.
0: I'm so I'll drunk, I'm, I'm going to walk just so I could steal from every store I cross along the way. Yeah, you, you
1: will die. <laughs> You'll die. You'll die like fucking Jack Nicholson at the end of the show. <laughs> I was
0: just thinking that. It's Brick City. Yo, when I was little, I used to have this book about Sesame Street, and it was... Some... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shut it down. <laughs> shut it all down. Dude, I had this book about Sesame Street, and it may have been something about the seasons. And there was something where... Uh, big Bird sat on the roof waiting for Santa Claus and froze. No. And he had icicles coming off of his nose, and it scared the shit out of me. With all those feathers? Yes. Frozen. Frozen feathers. And it scared me. There was a lot of things about Sesame Street that scared me. Did you ever have that book, There's a Monster at the End of This Book? And it- <laughs> I'm getting no, scared thinking No, but it seems like they're the lead on that one. It was... Uh, not fuck. Oh yeah, Grover. It was Grover. Was Grover the blue one that was like, nah, like yeah, like a, a, a taller, skinnier Elmo, but blue. Right. Yeah. And it was like, there's a monster at the end of this book. Don't go to the end of this book. Oh, there's a you monster know what? I think it did have that fucking thing. That used to scare the shit out of me. Yeah.
1: Okay. Let so me ask I you a share- question. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Um, Big Bird, boy or girl? Ooh.
0: I'm gonna have to go girl. It lays eggs, remember?
1: That's true. But who knows? Either that or he's gay. (laughs) Yeah, he might be a flamboyant fucking bird, but... But I don't think they've ever uh actually divulged that information for us.
0: All right. Snuff a Uh-huh.
1: Tyre winter ecstasy. Okay. <laughs> uh I'm gonna say either or because just a figment of Big Bird's imagination, baby.
0: <laughs> Is that what he's supposed to be? Yeah, no, no Snuff doesn't
1: doesn't exist. He's just he's just in Big Bird's mind. He's no one else acknowledges snuffy? Hell no. Snuffy. Yeah, just Big Bird's best friend. So on whatever weird acid trip, fucking uh, <laughs> pansexual big birds on (laughs) he's just picturing fucking snuffy with the big ass nose hi bird i'm on smack bird (laughs) now you're ripping dave Chappelle off it's true Uh, (laughs) (laughs) all right are we running out of steam do you have any more topics to bring up because i enjoy talking right now
0: um i have a lot of random things bring
1: up some randos dude i wanted to talk about dr gonzo
0: Doctor Gonzo. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, the uh 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 Hunter
0: S. Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson. Lawyer. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So uh Oscar Zeta Acosta mm-hmm. was uh Hunter S. Thompson's lawyer. I love how Gonzo. you know
1: everyone's real name.
0: You always say that. I know, it's Why fucking great.
1: I? You just know their middle initials and shit.
0: <laughs> Oscar Zeta, well, remember, like I don't want to cut you up, man. I just wanted to carve a little Z into your forehead. <laughs> That's what the Zeta is. Right, right, right. But um I always I always found him interesting because he was such a raging drug addict and he was, like, a pretty good lawyer but always represented, like, the sketchiest people and shit, you know? Mm -hmm. It's such, like, a weird, like, uh... What's it called? Like, counterculture lifestyle? Is that how you would say it? Like weird yeah sure, sure. Like it just really like you're a lawyer subversive yeah like you're a lawyer but you're a lawyer in in this weird world you know mm-hmm. i just found that so weird but he uh he just went missing no one ever knew what happened to him it was like three years after their las vegas trip i didn't know for sure that he was a real person i thought that Yeah. Oh, okay. Oscar Zeta Acosta. He was a lawyer from San Francisco. Okay. He was Hunter S. Thompson's lawyer. Lay it on us. And they went on that trip together. Say word.
1: Mm. Mm. -hmm. Okay.
0: And that's him. And uh, no one knows what happened to him. He just disappeared. And the last that was ever heard from him was uh, he called his son one night and said, "I'm boarding a big ship, a big uh, like a big Viking ship full of snow." <laughs> and uh, hunter's opinion i'm guessing
1: that that wasn't fucking frozen rain
0: from the sky <laughs> i don't think so mm. uh hunter's like he was real big into uh mescaline and psychedelics hunter's opinion was that he was always like a, a crazy loud mouth whipping out knives and shit like if you've seen the movie you know he's big into weapon weaponry. Right. and uh he, he did, and he may have got mixed up with the wrong drug dealers you know mm-hmm. and something may happen to him but uh just uh, those two man you know I, it, it's really like yeah it has a lot to do with the drugs and i do find that that kind of shit interesting yeah, but you love that shit you, but but since they, you were a child you love that but shit but they are just so off the fucking wall those two mm-hmm. you know like that movie was pretty fucking accurate i, I read the book and there's really not one word different from the movie, but you know that you
1: know that that book isn't like a like a straight like autobiography. I mean, mm. I mean, that's also that's also a work of fiction,
0: right. I know, I know. but. At the same time, it's coming from someone's brain, someone's fucking yeah, insane right. brain. Yeah. You know? And yes, he did do those drugs. You know? Oh, sure. So, yeah. He, like, he
1: I mean, Hunter S. Thompson did walk around with the uh, the doctor's bag full yes, of ether and all that shit. Yeah. yeah.
0: That, that did happen. And it's just amazing that someone can live like that, mm. you know, because the dr- his drugs of choice weren't drugs that made you social or allowed you to do things. The drugs that he chose made life as complicated as possible. Right, <laughs> you know, he'd be tripping, and then he'd be snorting coke, and then he'd take mescaline, and then he'd sniff ether—all things that made things really difficult yeah. <laughs> to live. Very difficult. <laughs> yeah, I've done all of the well, besides ether,
1: but I've done I've done all of those, and all of those are like fucking lock the door and fucking <laughs> yeah. curl up in a corner of the room. Drugs,
0: and he'd fucking you know write,
1: <laughs> he'd yeah, be a journalist. Yeah, he and, he would fucking. Political journalist. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the craziest thing about Going it. Going on
0: the road with Nixon. Yeah,
1: right. I mean, the, the Hell's Angels shit and the Fear and Loathing Las Vegas shit or whatever. Like, I get all that, but the the Fear and Loathing on the campaign trail and uh, yeah, and all the stuff he did with uh, Nixon and all that shit. Like, that's the craziest fucking thing. That is is it is, is, is that not only was he doing that. That that they even let him do that, like I, I don't, know, I don't know the fact that he was even the get through. Like that wouldn't happen today. There's no way. Whatever today's 2016's equivalent of Hunter S. Thompson is that's running around out there, like probably somebody who works for Vice or something like that, is running out there. They're not gonna let them on on President
0: Obama or Trump's fucking uh, Air Force One plane. It ain't ever gonna fucking happen. I know, I know. Well, that's you know that's another thing that makes it so interesting that he was right in the. Uh you know, right in the core of that drug experimentation time, mm-hmm. you know, where he, it's almost like he was viewed as a psychological experiment, you know, because he was a politician. He he ran for mayor of I want to say Aspen, or yeah, right. But so did Jello biofra And but it was really close, you know. Yeah. And he was a you know a gun wielding <laughs> acid head you know that's right. pretty fucking crazy yeah you know he he was a very interesting human being aside from all the, the weirdness you know just like the way he thought about things and you you know if you take away all the craziness there were moments where he would write intelligently you know maybe oh with,
1: all his writing was intelligent all of it oh <laughs> yeah no it it was it was intelligent in its madness I mean there there uh, there's a uh, You know that that is what brought him through was his writing. If you were to, if you again, and I've talked about this a billion times, but the people that I really, really love and respect in this world, like artistically. Are normally people that I know that I wouldn't get along with that if I hung out with them. And Hunter S. Thompson is like that, like the person. Hunter S. Thompson, the person, I probably wouldn't want to be around for more than five seconds. i yeah. probably, I like if I was in like traveling with that dude, I'd probably be like, oh god, shut this guy He'd the fuck up or an whatever. Anxiety. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's but an anxiety. But giver. his art, his writing, mm-hmm. speaks to me on a level that I that I consumed pretty much all of it you know and yeah. and so it's it's his writing that made him digestible him as a
0: person was probably not digestible at all probably very annoying right very annoying yeah but uh yeah and on another level would be his buddy the lawyer mm-hmm. oscar you know he was probably the hardest person to deal with in the world i'm sure he was probably you know the person that when you were tripping you just wanted him to disappear <laughs> you know. Yeah, was, right he He's was, probably one of those Always p- got in trouble You know, you always fe- Like, you were either Fearing the cops Or someone killing you Because he was just Such a psychopath And annoying And bothering everybody You know And that's probably Is what leads to his disappearance. Well, they even show
1: that. I mean, that even comes across in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas a little bit, where like Hunter is at sometimes kind of like the voice of reason, yeah, thrown back by him, like like are you really gonna make this happen right now? You know that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, but it's just so crazy how you know not you know they they go through those days in Vegas and they're doing all this crazy shit, and then you know and then he vanishes mysteriously you know Mm -hmm. like that's almost like the cherry on the weird cake right you know no, i hear it just makes you think about it more or in my fucking weird brain it makes me think about it more because for some reason i find this weird shit interesting but i'm sure a lot of people find that interesting But just the fact of him disappearing and the last thing you ever heard from him is that he's boarding a Viking ship full of snow. You know, who the fuck knows? Well, that's
1: great. Like, don't don't you want your heroes to fucking like disappear into the sunset? Yes.
0: Yes. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he's not by any means a hero. Well,
1: you know, but people that that you're fascinated by. Yes. Yes. yes, Absolutely. I'll tell you what. Uh, the Hunter S. Thompson thing is it, it, out of his legacy. One of the things that I that I enjoy the most is the way that he went out. Now, there's yes. people there's people out there that that uh, theorize that, that that's not true. They think that he was actually murdered. Oh, it's a
0: thousand percent true.
1: But but yeah, that motherfucker was on his ranch with his fa- family. Yeah. Woke up. He was sixty something years old, and he said, "This is the last day that I'm going to fucking live," mm-hmm. and he fucking just shot himself.
0: Well, it was all planned out.
1: Yeah, right. That's yeah, what I mean. He
0: invited his family over and and spent the last weekend with his son and his grandkids. Right, right, right. Body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew he was gonna do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's uh, like I'm not condoning suicide, but when you get to a certain point in life and you feel like this is it, I'm gonna pull the plug, and you and and you've you've had the life that he's
0: had and all that shit, and you want to just pull that fucking plug, and I mean. And he could, he couldn't live the way he wanted to live anymore. Right, he was so falling to pieces and decrepit, and he pretty much partied up until his last breath. You know, right. he just want he wanted to party nonstop. That's what you know. He was a ride it to the wheels fall off kind of guy, and the wheels fell off, and he said, "I can't ride anymore." So he fucking. Drop the curtain. Right. You know? <laughs> you know what? Now that you're
1: saying this, I feel like you're identifying with him a little too much. I'm getting scared.
0: What do you mean?
1: The, I don't know. Because the whole ride it till the wheels fall off thing is like your mantra. Well, and you're sitting there fucking ju- juicing, juicing over
0: that fucking shit. If I didn't, you uh, you know, put a 44 to my head already, I'm not gonna because my wheels fell off probably about three years ago. You want to run some Facebook
1: live, and I'll shoot in his stomach. <laughs> You're yeah. gonna be okay. Look, <laughs> what do you like better? Um, do you like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas with Benicio del Toro and fucking um, uh, Johnny Depp, or, or do you like Where the Buffalo Roam uh, with Bill Murray and Peter Boyle? Johnny Depp all the way, but dude, look, I get it. Uh, Fear and Loathing is definitely a better movie, yeah. Terry Gilliam, uh, Johnny Depp, right. I, I get it. But Bill Murray, as fucking uh, Hunter S. Thompson, is pretty damn good. Dude. It is he and and he and he like pushed for that to get made. Like he put his own money into that. Really, industry. like he that was a passion project for Murray. I was
0: gonna say Murray actually. I feel like uh reminds me more of hunter s thompson yeah than right johnny depp does yeah i feel like he acts like him more closely than right. johnny depp Even yeah johnny depp like put his all into that role and you know hung out with hunter and tried to be like him i feel like marvie's closer yeah, that's what i'm saying yeah. i more to buffalo room is a great movie it's all right i mean i i, I didn't i didn't find it to be a great movie yes he is a lot like hunter s thompson but there's just scenes in that movie where i just it's just boring. What about Peter Boyle as your boy the do- the doctor you didn't like him? No. Really? Yeah. You liked him
1: better as uh Frankenstein?
0: Yeah. And super cool. I just I just love Benicio. Love him. Yeah. Yeah, and everything he does. I think he's a great actor that dude.
1: Well, Fear and Loathing And he
0: was the comedy relief in Fear and
1: Loathing. Well, the thing with Fear and Loathing uh was that not only did they have uh a great actor in Johnny Depp, Who is like one of the only movie star actors that's actually good? You know, he's like up there with uh, Brad Pitt, I would say, and like maybe Ryan Gosling. Like these dudes that that are movie stars because they're they're gorgeous, but they could also actually act and carry a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And Benicio del Toro, who isn't gorgeous but is an amazing actor. Actually, he
0: looks like the Spanish Pitt.
1: Yeah, kind of. but I think what... That didn't get any sleep. <laughs> what made um fucking Fear and Loathing actually live and breathe is the fact that Terry Gilliam directed it. Yeah. And, and the fact that Terry Gilliam's... All his movies are off the wall. He's He's got a visual like fantasy thing going on. But also the fact that he was a python. He's fu- fucking Monty Python. So he knows beats. He knows humor. He knows where to hit the fucking beats. Yep. So he was able to take that and make it a, a a comedy in the way that the book was a comedy mm-hmm. where I think if anybody else handled that, they, they wouldn't have done that. They would, they would have, uh, they would, it would, it would have been more of a drama, like more, I don't know. It, it, like they wouldn't have gotten the, the, the beats where like, where Hunter's confused, and but it's funny that he's confused. Like, yeah. that whole thing that goes on there. Yeah. Like, it was the perfect uh, mixture of the two stars and the director that made that movie so fucking absolutely. good. Now that we're talking about it, I want to fucking watch it again. I might watch it tonight. I
0: was thinking about it, too. Yeah. I, it's, uh, like, you, you know, using the word beat, it's a perfect example. It's, you know, it's so on. And it's. I think it's really hard to do a drug movie. You know, because you have actors trying to act fucked up, right? And then you're also trying to explain to the audience what it's like to be on these drugs. Where how do you know half the audience has ever done these drugs and can't relate to it?
1: Well, especially that because I mean, w- I-, I feel like me and you are are pretty uh, drug fluent, uh, and and there's a lot of drugs that come up in that movie that I've never been even close to. Like no, there isn't. <laughs> you've you've huffed ether before? No,
0: but with the one exception.
1: I I mean there they're you know there's name one other drug like, in that movie. That like never you did. you get you get the fact that you're like what tripping feels like and shit like that. Like the whole scene in the hotel room and, and everything. But you like yeah, Ether, what's the other shit that they do? Nitrous is nitrous in there? They don't do nitrous, but we've done that. Yeah, you're right. We have done Nitrous. Okay, well whatever. But you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I remember. Else in that movie
0: Alright, so maybe it's just Ether. It's maybe it's thing. just weird yeah, whatever. I don't know. And all that is is the equivalent to laughing gas. It's it's a fucking what's it called? It's an anesthesia. But wait, no, because he what he, when
1: he's when he uh in Fear and Loathing the book and obviously in the movie too. Oh, they do that adrenochrome. Adrenochrome, which, which right? Who knows if that's even real? He fucking he 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 lists all the things in the trunk. Remember? Yeah, and which and, are
0: all things that we can identify to.
1: Uh, okay. You know what,
0: but, but adrenochrome that it's not even proven that that was a real thing because you know what you're gonna extract adrenaline from a living human's adrenaline gland <laughs> that's gonna make you psycho you know psycho and schizophrenic for fifteen minutes <laughs> you know what I mean yeah
1: you know do you know what uh uh totally off subject, but you know what I learned about today mm was that there's a okay this is I, you know what, I'm not going to do this any justice but just fucking trip on this for a second there's this there's this weird fucking uh I'm going to say gene I don't know what it is but there's something that makes rats attracted to cats th- to the smell of cat urine okay so to the point where rats aren't afraid of cats anymore OK, so so basically these rats like get zombified, zombified, zombified. And that's a real word. And they want and they want to fucking they want, they want to fuck cats. So it makes the rats go near the cats. And then obviously the cats kill the rats. But then they get this shit and then they pass it on to fucking people. And I forget what the name of the fucking disease is, but it makes people more aggressive and more crazy. And that's I what know what you're talking and, about. And that and that is what like, kind of can explain fucking, uh, like, crazy cat people.
0: Oh, man. It's not on the tip of my tongue, but I know what you're talking about. I totally do. And it's not Minamata. No, it's not Minamata. <laughs> but they did describe that as crazy cat people.
1: Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. The trunk of the car looked like a mobile police narcotics lab. We had two bags of grass. Done it. 75 pellets of mescaline done it five sheets of high powered blotter acid done it a salt shaker full of cocaine check a whole galaxy of multicolored uppers, downers, screamers, laughers.
0: <laughs> That's the best part: screamers, laughers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and also, okay, so I mean, that could be fucking anything. So you can't claim that you fucking.
0: It's probably speed and. They're Xanax. just uppers and downers. Yeah, pills, let's say, let's right? Say speed and Xanax. Quaaludes
1: are probably Quaaludes, in there because yeah. of the time and shit. Yeah, ben- never done a quaalude, dude. I would like, love. Ben- I would come speed. out of my drug retirement if you were to give me a quaalude. If a you were in- is Xanax. The same fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't want to do it, Xanax. It's
0: a it's a sedative. It's it was given to housewives to deal with anxiety. It's a fucking Xanax. Yeah, okay. You know?
1: All right. Also a quart of tequila, a quart of rum, a case of Budweiser, a pint of raw ether, two dozen amyls. That's the thing. I've never done amyl nitrate.
0: What? It's a it's fucking rush.
1: Is rush amyl nitrate? Yeah. Okay, go ahead, check.
0: <laughs> I drank that shit.
1: Okay. <laughs> Not that we... Uh, I think that's it. Not that we needed all that for that trip, but once you get locked in a serious drug collection and tendencies to push it as far as you can... Okay. You know what? You're right. Yeah.
0: Ether and screamers and laughers. <laughs> yeah. But we've probably done screamers If I can
1: get my hands on some screamers, though. You know what I mean? I
0: know. I'll take the laughers. <laughs> I'll get laughers. You get screamers. Actually... <coughs>
1: You should take the screamers, and I should take the laughers, because you need to scream more, and uh, I need to laugh more. All right, I'll get the screamers. You get the laughers. Because you know I'd be screaming all the time, like, Mac, Daddy, <laughs> even
0: though that's not it. Yo, know, that's, I, I don't know what's better, the name for the band, or the name for the album, or the name for the song, but screamers and laughers, it's pretty it's pretty fly. good. Yeah. That's good. Shut down the contest. <laughs> don't talk about that contest, oh, yeah, it's not going to happen. Screamers and laughers. hmm Mm-hmm.
1: I like it. Do you want to shut this down, or do you want to try to go for two hours?
0: Uh, I would definitely go for two hours, but I'm kind of getting a little tired from that vino. (laughs) I ain't lying, man. I'm exhausted. All right. Well, let's get the fuck out of here. All right. Wrap it up. Let's Uh, get some screamers and laughers.
1: Whoever stayed with us for the extra 45 minutes, uh, we're uh, happy for you to have done that. Oh, so we pretty much did do two two hours.
0: (laughs) Hour 45? (laughs) Not too shabby.
1: It's not too shabby. No. We're we're priming. We, we up.
0: could have gone for. We can do the twenty four hours. That's what
1: I'm saying. We're priming for the yeah, twenty four hours. Yeah. I have that in my head.
0: Yeah, I. I have it's not going to happen
1: anytime soon. But but uh, as soon as we have our set place and we could have people come in, because here's the th- the thing with the twenty four hours is that we're going to need people to come in at certain increments. Yeah, like someone's going to have early. to come in for a little bit, hang out get the fuck out other people are gonna have to come in like we can't just sit in the same room for 24 hours we've done that many times in our life and and uh, we want to kill each other by we, the end of it we
0: can definitely because I feel like if I you know if we even put together the same old list of 10 things it'll last us the 24 hours right you know uh, get some screamers and laughers Whew. It's been a long time since I've done screamers and laughers,
1: but maybe it's we can. It's been a it.
0: long time since I've been this buzzed.
1: It's been a long time. Been a long time. Been a long, lonely, 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 lonely.
0: I miss your taste and your see... I feel see like the old road. man that drinks a glass <laughs> of wine is like, I gotta go to sleep. Starts looking at the fourteen-year-old girls
1: and shit. To
0: I wish. Bring you
1: your beauty can increase by the hey, lover, where did you go?
0: I've been saving this nice, fresh noob. It's gross. If cigarettes are gross. I'd want to yeah, but I smoke cigarettes like fucking... What's the name? From misery. Like one smoke in a minute. James match. Khan? Yeah, but I forget his name in the movie. I don't know. But well, I smoke like one cigarette a week. So many mm. years have passed, well, wrapped in thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. My eyes were...
1: If you're a new listener to the Awkward 5 podcast and you want to support the show, the best way to do it is to go onto iTunes and leave a review. Just leave a review. A Couple words. Just say, hey, listen to the show, loved it, hated it, indifferent,
0: doesn't matter. And if this is your first episode you ever heard, congratulations. You got a little treat. Either way,
1: we'll be back on Tuesday.
0: Even though my dress is smoking, get more painless, wanna smoke you up, hit my best and Surrounded by seeds, I'm lost in the trees. My thirst and hunger seem to increase. The music we made is want to be loved. Every time I dream, I end up above. Hey lover, where did you go? We first met a long time ago, I always knew how to treat you, but now I can see you, through this cloud of smoke. <clears throat> with love, with breath, wanna smoke you up, even though my chest hurts, smoke you up.